Cue fake podcast music. Hello and welcome to Michigan Other Mayhem, the show about Michigan. Murder, mysteries, histories, and other random mayhem from around the world. Your hosts are Allie and Jen. Okay. Hold on. Yeah? You know what I want to get? What do you want to get? From the twist. A sloth? Because I saw one on YouTube today, and now I want a sloth. Yeah? Okay. What's up with that lately? Everybody's talking about sloths. I don't know, and apparently they're really soft. I thought they might be like a little bit kind of coarse, but I hear the hair is just... I'm going to the zoo on Friday. I'll find you one. Yeah, see if we can get a sloth, will you? Okay, I'll talk to him about Just a pet. I don't want to take care of it. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We need one of those things that you had when you were a kid, and it had the stick, and a ding, 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 ding. A xylophone? A xylophone. Oh my god. That's what we need for I had the rainbow prize. I had the, we need that. I had the uh, Fisher Price rainbow one and it was the shit. If you want to know, I could make some mad music with that. I'm going to find it. could play play that xylophone like it ain't nobody's business. So you know, next episode's our 50th episode. I know. We got to do something big. Yeah, I'm going to buy myself an outfit. Oh my god! I need to look good. We, we I'm going to come to that one dressed. We normal. should actually make a video and put it on YouTube and let people see us. Although if you've got Facebook, you've seen us throw axes. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, I wanted to say, um, there are other people who record on Anchor that I want to point out. Their we podcast. love Anchor. Yes, we do. There is Pierre, whose podcast is Less is More. So great! Yes, which I am. A, I love minimalism. Exactly, I love it. I eat it up. And that is his thing. So you gotta like subscribe. That I know you don't. You don't listen regularly to another podcast. I. This I is do it. not. This is your opportunity. So here I am recording a podcast. I don't. I just talked about this with my friend. Yeah. This morning about how I actually don't listen to podcasts. I, I will too many. I, yeah, I will. <laughs> you you like us? I do go on and listen. Yeah. Take a look, but I'm not a regular podcast but maybe, listener. But he's got such a hot voice. Yeah, yeah, and he's talking about one of my favorite subjects. So this might be your, your the guy that you stick with. I know I just showed him to you right before we yeah. started recording, but I think this is your opportunity to to uh, find out more, Jen. Yeah, and I was jumping up and down. Yeah, I'm excited. I feel like too, if you're a minimalist, yeah. If somebody comes into your house to murder you, you're less likely to get trapped because you don't have that much shit. You know what? Yeah. That might be right. You might be right. Yeah. But you also then have less weapons on hand. Because there's nothing to just grab. There's no clutter to just beat somebody to death with. That is true. Yeah. Who um, else? Jason Vidito. His is called The um, the All Around. It's sports news. I listened, I listened to, to it. him. It was good. Except for... You did listen to him? Yep. It's sports, though. Which neither we're not familiar with. Yeah. Horrible with sports. Yeah. But what? he had a really good voice. Yes, he did. He yeah. has like a really he, good his, radio voice. Yeah, and it was moving. Yes. So. Very cool. Um, the last one is, we have a friend that we share, you and I. His name is Terry Vandermark. And Terry, we actually read his book, which I also reviewed on, on I, um, Amazon. And someone said the other day, did you resume, you know, is your name, because I reviewed it under Allie the King on Amazon. They're like, did you review it? I was like, no. Then she starts to review I'm like, oh, it was me. <laughs> Sorry. I've, I thought I had Alzheimer's he, when I was 14 and, you know, 30 years later, I didn't. And they didn't say, hey, you're not Allie the King? No, she's like, well, aren't you Allie the King? I was like, oh. oh. And then she starts to, like, read it. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah that is me. That, that is you. me. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But Terry also, uh, besides having the books on Kindle, they're on Kindle Unlimited, too, so you can read it for free if you have Kindle Unlimited. 
But he also has, like he's reading a book out loud, like a podcast. Yeah, I checked it out. It's called it Life Before the Alien Magic. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. And I was so proud of him. He gave us a shout out on our first one because I kept I encouraging know, that was him. So cute. I was like, you really need to do this. And he did it. And then he gave us a shout out. And I was like, oh man, Terry, thanks. That was, <laughs> that was super nice. Yeah. So what are you talking about today? I didn't want to tell you my subject. I, I have no just idea what you surprise you. Yeah, so it's got to be something crazy because that's the only time you don't do that. I always like to see if I can shock you or surprise you. Um, I am going to talk about Amy Mahalovich. Oh, tell me. So, disappeared in 1989 and found murdered in 1990 in Ohio, a suburb of Cleveland, and it's called uh, on Netflix right now. I believe it's on, no, no, not Netflix, correction, Investigation TV. Or oh. ID channel. I don't know. I just got an Amazon Fire Sticks and I taught, I just said Michigan Murders and this one came up. I don't know where it's playing, but I, I think it's on that channel. Okay. And it's all about this case, which is still unsolved huh? after all these years. And they call it the Lake Erie Murder. Okay. The murder of, let's see. I don't know. It's Lake Erie. Okay. Lake Erie murder. Okay. There you go. Alrighty. Um, but it's interesting. Well, that's really cool. Pretty so interesting case. You asked Amazon and Amazon delivered to you some true crime. Well, you know, I have an Alexa. I yes. have two. One at work and one at home. Yeah. And I like to ask them, ask her all kinds of crazy stuff. I even made her, so now she talks to me with a British accent. Awesome. I love that. <laughs> um, but come find out when you have the fire stick, she's on there too. So you just hit this button and talk. Okay. And she gives you anything. You can just be like murder. And it, everything she brings up will be a show or a movie about murder. Oh, okay. You know? Oh, that's it, really cool. Oh, yeah. It makes looking stuff up so much easier. Nice. You know? I'm, I'm wasting less of my time trying to find something to watch. Right. Tell me your story. Mine's pretty dark. Or because mine's dark, do you think I should go first? Because you're really dark. We haven't told each other really too much of what's going on. Mine's not super, I mean, a kid was murdered, but I wouldn't call it dark. I have more than one kid murdered. Okay, I'll do mine first. Okay. <laughs> I think it's interesting that we both chose kids. Yeah. We well, usually try was, to stay away from those. And, well, and Logan suggested this. One of our listeners named Logan contacted us through Facebook Messenger mm -hmm. um, and was like, check these articles out. And I can't tell you what they're about, but Logan hit my secret button, my secret true crime button. The true crime that morbidly fascinates me more than any other morbid fascination when it comes to death and murder, which I can't tell you, but I will in a minute. But thank you, Logan. The suspense. We went to like crimes, true, you know, soul buddies. Wow. <laughs> yes. Don't tell my husband. Okay, I won't. Because my husband does not like true crime. <laughs> so Amy disappeared in 1989, like I said, and was found murdered in 1990. A man contacted Amy by telephone and lured her to the Bay Square Shopping Center, which is in a suburb of Cleveland, telling her they would buy a gift for her mother, who supposedly had received a recent promotion. Okay. They were supposed to meet around 2.30. So between the hours of 2.30 and 3.30 on October 27, 1989, was when the man abducted her. Okay. She had told multiple friends this man contacted her and said 
he would give her $45 to purchase the gift. A note on this. School that day, so she went to school that day. Yeah. And there was a police officer talking to her about stranger danger. Oh, and okay. to her it didn't connect. Well, I feel like as I go on, uh-huh. I feel it was somebody that she knew. Oh. Or knew the family well enough that she felt comfortable with them. And then later on, I think in 2016, the police talk about that. That they believe. That she. It had to have been somebody that. She had at least cl- met before. That like, she was It could even be to. like, you say you visit with the neighbor a lot and it's the neighbor's friend yeah. that comes over every now and then. Yeah, so they're something. not a stranger to you. Yeah. Okay. So it was found during the investigation that the man had actually contacted other young girls over that summer saying the same things he told Amy. There were two witnesses at the shopping center who said they seen Amy with a man who looked about 5'9", age 20 to 30, medium build, dark hair, white complexion, and possibly wearing glasses. One of the witnesses saw them walking together in the parking lot. Around 3.20, Amy's brother calls his mom to tell him Amy wasn't home. Okay, this is important. Okay. Okay. To me, this next section. So the brother calls the mom at 3.20 and says Amy's not home. Yep, Amy's not home. Okay. Around the same time that day, Amy's mom, Margaret, got a call at work from Amy, telling her that she was at home, she was fine, and would see her soon. Margaret sensed something was wrong and went home. Okay? So, the brother calls and says Amy's not home. Yep. Shortly after, Amy calls and says, I'm home, everything's fine. But the way she says it sets the mom's alarm off. Yep. But let's okay. think about this. Okay. What are the chances Yeah. that it, around 320, let's just say it, call it 320. Yeah. 320 brother calls. Yeah. And like, two minutes later, a couple minutes later, you get... A call from your daughter. Yeah. So we get a call from Amy. Yeah. I feel like she got that call from her son. Of course, she's distraught. Right. At work. She's getting ready to leave. You know, she's going to figure out what's going on. So people around her at work know. Yeah. So I think somebody, it was like two people. Like somebody. Maybe someone from work said, hey, you need to have her call. Yeah. Her mom's upset. Because what's the chances of that happening? All right. At that time. Well, I'm going to leave that open as a possibility. I I'm think just saying. That's totally possible. It could and be two it, people it working together. It could be together. a coincidence. It could be two people working together yeah. because of the timing. Yeah. I'm with you on that one. So, Margaret goes home. She's not there. Margaret then goes to the school and finds Amy's bike still there. Okay. She then went to the police. By 9 p.m. that day, many friends and family had gathered, and they began a search uh, for Amy. They also were able to get her picture on the news station. And this is unusual because back then you had to be missing, didn't matter what, for 24 hours. Yeah. The police received thousands of... You know, I actually must say, I am impressed that usually the cops are like, she probably ran away. Because that's what they do, Mm -hmm. used to say back in the day. And you're like, my kid's missing like this, she probably ran away. So I'm 100% impressed that the cops are like, shit, let's look for her. Yeah. Yeah. The police received thousands of tips over the next three months... But they yielded very little. Okay. On February 8th, 1990, Amy's body, or 18, 
Did I say 1990? I, thought, I think you said 1890. Oh, I might have. So on February, <laughs> on February 8th, 1990, okay. Amy's body was found in Ashland County, approximately 50 miles away from the shopping center. So obviously somebody had a car. Mm-hmm. She was in a car. Yep. Okay. She was wearing the clothes she was abducted in, with the exception of her earrings, white jacket, and backpack. Okay. She had stab wounds on her neck and had suffered blunt force trauma to her head. It was determined she had been killed shortly after her abduction. <sighs> they believe the murder murderer was familiar with the area, having knowledge of the family and ultimately considered him a sexual predator. Wow. In 2000, so fast forward. Yeah. 2006. It was found other girls in North Olmstead, which is around the area, received similar calls weeks prior to Amy's abduction. They traced these girls' whereabouts during the time and found they all, including Amy, visited the Lake Erie Nature Center. And at that center, they have a sign book. Where you put your phone number down. You put your name, your phone number, and your address. I wonder if they even do age or something. They believe that they... They believe all these girls signed that book. Okay. So you, somebody could get their information from that. Oh, yeah. Fast forward now, 10 more years, in 2016, police made public that at the crime scene, they had found drapery that looked to have been made from a bedspread. A DNA test has proven that that was used to wrap Amy's body after she was dead. Wow. The police are also stating that the killer knew someone in the family, again, in their schedule, their habits. Yes. And the curtain is the key to solving the whole case. Somebody's going to look, and you can go online, look up her name. and We should curtains. have the link in the show yeah, notes. Yeah, I will. Okay. And I've seen the curtain, you know, you're going to know these curtains that were hanging up in Grandma's Because they're distinctive? Houses. Yeah. Okay. So Amy's case is still unsolved. It was on uh, Unsolved Mysteries and then currently on the Netflix, the Lake Erie. Oh, Rose. wow. So it's like a whole series. Okay. Um, did I say Netflix again? Because yep. I don't think it's really Netflix. I think it's the ID channel. Okay. You know what? Yeah. Check back and we'll put the right stuff in the notes. Great idea. I think, yeah, because unless you have a fire stick and then you just talk to it and it takes you right there. <laughs> right. Um, and unfortunately, Margaret... You know, Amy's mom died in 2001 from lupus, so... Ah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to read you my first article, and then I'll tell you how Logan picked the one area of true crime that is my most morbidly fascinated thing, the thing that I'm like, I've oh, never shit. picked it. Um, no, so, I don't think we've done wow. it. Wow, so yeah, you guys oh, are... No, no, yeah, no, no. Okay, are you ready? Ready? Yeah. So, well, the name of this article is Robert Lee Haggard, Human Garbage. If that tells you anything, how I feel about Robert. So Doris Arndt was 29 years old when she disappeared one night in Midland, Michigan on September 24th, 1977. Also, why I didn't hear about this case before, I don't know. Thank you, Logan. Because I was like, how did I not, in all my searches, not come across this one? Doris had two children, a boy who was 10 and a girl, Teresa, who was 13 years old on the night that they saw their last saw their mother. Two days after Doris fails to come home, her husband called the police to report her missing. Doris had last been seen in a bar called the Western Bar. 
making plans to, with coworkers to go to a house party afterwards. Now you're too young to remember, but there. <laughs> but back in the late Thanks. the late seventies, early eighties, there was like an urban cowboy explosion. Okay, suddenly okay. cowboys were the thing. I mean, even the Rolling Stones had that song, "Honky Tonk Woman." Okay. Yep. No. So okay, you do too young for that. Okay. <laughs> um, Doris's brother-in-law was also at the bar and told authorities that one of the last things Doris did was have a drink with a man named Robert Lee Taggart. Okay, but he didn't know that was his name, but he describes him. So one article said that Doris and Robert may have argued that night right before she left, but only one of the articles did, and I read three of them. So I didn't know. Robert Lee Haggart was born in 1950. By his early 20s, Robert had been convicted of sexual assault against a 14-year-old. While on probation for his first convicted rape, Robert raped someone again. Robert was sentenced to prison again May 21st, 1975. Robert spent two years in prison and was out in society again by July 11th, 1977. Big piece of shit. Doris's body was found October 7th, 1977. In the woods in West Branch, a bird hunter had stumbled across her and called the authorities. She had been strangled and raped. Doris still had on her clothes, but not her shoes. She was also missing her purse and a distinctive uh, floppy hat, like a real uh, one of those sun hats with the floppy brims. Mm -hmm. Later, those items would be found off of M20 and just over a bridge that spans the Titabawasi River. I actually looked it up. So her husband, John, becomes the first and strongest suspect. They always go for the spouse, right? Yeah. Okay, it's usually the spouse. Mm -hmm. Doris's husband and three other men take a polygraph test about Doris's murder, and all of them pass. The case goes cold without any leads, but the community continues to whisper about John. On January 4th, 1987, John offers a 2000 reward for information on his wife's murder. And I think one of Doris's sisters stopped talking to Don and his children um, because they believed their dad was innocent of the murder. And I believe that one of Doris's sisters like stopped talking to them from what the daughter says later. Mm-hmm. And um, Detective Brent Benzig, Zing, Benzing, who is a Midland County Sheriff, reopened the cold case in 2000 after receiving a phone call from a jur- journalist in Arizona. The journalist claimed to have interviewed Robert Lee Haggard in prison in 1982 or 1983, and Robert had confessed to killing Doris. This caused Detective Benzing to request DNA samples from Robert Haggard and compare them to semen swabs they had taken from Doris. They were a conclusive match. This is the first cold case that Midland had solved through DNA testing. So I wrote side note, I'm really impressed by this. Yeah. A small town of Michigan cops in 1977 kept all the evidence and preserved it well enough that DNA samples could be taken decades later. That's cool. Say yes to Michigan, okay? We kept our shit together. So I wrote next, but why was Robert Lee Haggard being interviewed in jail by a reporter in the early 1980s, right? Because he wasn't caught for Doris. Mm -hmm. On February 16, 1982, at age 32, Robert became a mass murderer about 35 miles west of Midland in Clare County, Michigan. Robert had been married to Garnetta Haggard, who was 23, for six months before she left him. Their divorce hearing was set for the next day when Robert went to Garnetta's father's home where she had been staying. Garnetta's father, George Post, was a community member in the hamlet where he lived. George's wife, Vaudrey, was a school bus driver. Garnetta's sister, Helen Gaffney, who was 29, was also at the house with her three children, 
Angela, who was 10, Tom, who was 8, and Amy, a 3-year-old. Helen also had a 1-year-old daughter, Amanda, who was often called Mandy. So she has four kids. Did I say three children? Mm -hmm. Allie with four. Robert took a shotgun mm -hmm. and waited for all the Post family members to come home to George's, to George's house. Garnetta and Vaudry were found shot dead in the kitchen. George's body was found shot dead in the basement. Jesus. Helen and her three oldest children had been shot to death while they were sitting in the pickup truck that they drove up in. So that was the 10-year-old, the 8-year-old, and the 3-year-old he shot and their mother. Mandy, the 1-year-old, survived as her mother's body had fallen over hers on the floorboard, hiding and protecting her. So this woman has her four kids in a pickup. There's no child safety seats. This is 1977. Yeah. When her dead body slumps over because the kid is laying on the floorboard, it covers her child's body, saving her. After shooting to death his wife and six of her family members, Robert fled Michigan to go back to Tennessee. Police were able to track him down, and he was given seven life sentences. While he was in jail for the murders, he gave an interview to a journalist and admitted to killing um, Doris Arndt. Robert Lee Haggard had died of natural causes in jail in 2003. Mm -hmm. So the, the thing that Logan sent me was an article on family annihilators. Those are people that snap and kill everybody in their family. To me, that is the most horribly fascinating thing to read about. People that kill their own families. It's one thing to be a serial killer and go kill somebody else's family. It's another thing to mow down everybody in a school. But it's another thing to kill your, your entire family. Yeah. And I was just like, like oh, Like that kid from shit. Muskegon. Literally, he sent it to I me. I opened it up and then spent the next several hours going over the articles. Which, by the way, anybody should know, if you do Facebook message us or message oh, us yeah. in email or any way, it's usually me, Allie. Okay, Allie, she's on top of that stuff. Yeah, Jen usually Not that I don't answer. love everyone. Yeah. So Jen wants to say, if it looks like something's been seen and nobody answers, it's because she saw it. Yeah, I saw it. And she's just waiting for me to see just it. Just wait for me, Allie. <laughs> it's like when you're a kid at home, you're trying to get your mom to clean up something. Like, if I know her long enough, she'll come by. Yeah, she'll come by and do it. So that's really it. So my last one is a Michigan urban legend. So you don't have to panic. Nobody panic. Nobody really gets hurt. By the Carroll Creek Drain Murders. That's what it's called. You think. Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. In the Riverview Natural Area, which is, again, by the Titavawasi River, is where a Michigan urban legend takes place. In the 1980s, a man who lived in the area became a family annihilator. It is said that he hit his former wife with a hammer five times, killing her. He then chained up his teenage son in their family home, leaving the boy to starve to death, like in the basement. And the man then killed his two youngest children, sealing them into the walls of the bathroom after they were dead. People claim that, okay, I guess there is a real home that this legend's about. People claim that when visiting the home, they can see a baby skull in the bathroom wall. The chains are said to still be in the basement. And multiple investigators, paranormal investigators, um, claim that a few times that they were out at the house, they would see headlights approaching but no one arrived at the home, and no cars were found later on the side of the road, and there's nowhere to turn off. The I do have a link that actually gives directions to the location in the show notes. If somebody's, oh, we don't? <sighs> I mean, I might piss myself, but we can go. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, because I will totally psych myself out and be scared. So I've got. I decided to be nicer with my reviews. I've got a review for uh, Mackinac Island State Park. 
And I'm going to do a mean review and a nice review. Because although mean reviews are funny, they're still kind of mean. All right, so TripAdvisor. It's a review from someone who calls himself Mom Reviews uh, from May 26, 19, or not 19, 2015. This is what her problem was. Rented bikes to ride around Mackinac Island, as we have done several times in the past. I could just see her getting, like, white lady angry. <laughs> they gave us no warning. <laughs> After you leave the town area, the gnats slowly take over. By the time you're half around, you'll be swarmed by gnats. Don't go. It was a trip that will scar you for life. Seriously. I was like... So are you, you're claiming that there's bugs in nature? Is this what the problem is, lady? <laughs> I went outside into the nature, and the nature was out there with me. And I was scarred for life. Bullshit. For gnats, dude? I mean, that's like, come on. It's not like you were swarmed by, like, biting ants or something. I know, right? Okay, so this one is... This is an excellent TripAdvisor review from July 19th, 2019. It's called Zoo Love. That's who left this one. Zoo Love. Zoo Love. Had an awesome time biking around the island, so somebody survived, apparently. <laughs> the view is beautiful, and the ride is very easy on the 8.2-mile loop around the island. We also cut through the middle to see additional sights, which added a few miles. The ride uphill was a little tough, but the ride back down was so much fun, all downhill, and we were flying. Of course, you have to have the fudge while you're there. Murray's has the creamiest fudge in town. It melts in your mouth. Only complaint is the cost of the ferry ride to get there. It's a bit expensive, but that's vacation, right? Only spent the day there, but would love to return and spend more time on the island. Aww. Yeah? That's sweet. I thought that was really cute. Um, quick thing on reviews. Yeah. This is to totally off subject, but I ordered... A bra and underwear set okay. from Amazon. Yeah. I'm not a reviewer. Let's just point that out, too. Okay. You could send me something, and it's so ridiculous or worthless, and I, I'm not that good person. I'll go on there. Okay. And let people know. Okay. I just let you be surprised when you buy it. Just like you were? Yeah. But, the, yeah. So, I buy this, and literally, I pull it out, and the underwear could fit on a, like... A cash doll? Yeah. Yeah. Okay? All right. An American Girl doll? Yeah. So, like, no way does that bra size yeah. go with that underwear. Oh, yeah. So, I, I write a review. And it's actually a funny review. Yeah? Um, going on and on about how there is no way. There is something. I wrote in one. I did two reviews. <laughs> you're like, I wrote in one. If you're going, you're going all yeah, the way. because I had to go back and say, you know, if literally, if your body... Is like a 36 mm -hmm. on top mm -hmm. and a Cabbage Patch doll on the right. You need to seek help. <laughs> right? Like there's something You're wrong. You're malformed. You're malformed. This is something <laughs> yeah. wrong with this. That <laughs> anyone would think that this is normal. Yeah. You know? Like that, you know, you, you make products for the mass, not mm -hmm. like one individual. Well, what you didn't know is that it was for a newborn. Oh, no, just that was so bad, dude. So anyways, this is what I learned about writing bad reviews. Yeah. I gave it one star. Uh-huh. Because you can't give it zero stars. Yeah. You only give it one star. And the bra wasn't that bad. The bra actually made you look like Madonna 
you know, oh, the pointed, like, the pointed yeah, bra thing, like, the cone yeah, bra. Yeah, but it was like a round cone. Okay. You know, like, oh, tip, I know what you're talking like, about, like the nice 1950 poke Yeah, bra. like it's sticking out. Your boobs are sticking out so far, it's crazy. Yeah. But anyways, um, when you write a bad review on Amazon, the I don't know if the company does that, but the company contacted me, offered me my money back, okay? Keep the product and offered me the money back. If I would delete my review. <gasps> Did you? No. I would have. Hell no. I'd be like, we're going to pretend this never happened. No. Absolutely fucking not. I'm not. All right. Why? I don't I, know. No. Absolutely not. No. I think people need to know. All you right. don't want other people to know? You just said you wanted to be surprised. Yeah, well, not. Not I'm, today, Well, bitches. not today. I wrote the damn review. <laughs> You're like, if I go this far, that's it. Yeah, my, my review, uh. <laughs> You know, tagline was yeah. top for a woman, bottoms for a toy baby doll. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. You've been listening to Michigan Another Mayhem with Allie. Engine. Connect with us at michiganothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access the show notes, find site links, or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and YouTube. Bye bye now.